Well, shalom and God bless you. Welcome to Fruit of the Vine Ministries. My name is John Davison. I want to welcome you here. We are in a study on the book of Esther. And, you know, the question comes up, especially in the mind of a Christian, what is Purim? We hear the term, you know, right before uh, the time of Passover, a lot of Jewish people will, will celebrate the, the feast or the festival of Purim. But what is Purim? And does it mean anything at all to a Christian? Is there anything there that, that we really could pull from this, that we could understand from this, that would help us in our relationship with Jesus? Does it help us understand anything about how kingdoms and principalities work? Is there anything in there hidden which would help us under, overcome the kingdom of darkness and bash the gates of hell in this day? Well, I want to suggest to you that, yes, there is. So where do we find Purim? Where does this story come from? Well, if you open up your Bibles, you'll find in the Old Testament, in the Tanakh, you'll find the story of Esther, Queen Esther. And this is a story that takes place all the way back in Persia. So I want to just read you the introduction to Esther in my Bible and what it actually says. The book of Esther was written between 460 and 350 B.C., its author is unknown, though some suggest Mordecai, Ezra, or Nehemiah. The theme concerns God's providential care over his people as they live in the diaspora, or the displacement, if you will, from the land of Israel. The book records events when the Jews were captives in Persia in about 480 B.C. It tells the story of a young woman placed by her circumstances beyond her control in a position where she eventually becomes queen and was instrumental in saving her people from a massacre. The book of Esther beautifully depicts God's sovereign role, although God is nowhere mentioned in preserving his people. And that's really interesting to me, that in the book of Esther, there, there really is no mention of, of God. There's no, there's no mention of, of him by name. Uh, we don't really see uh, you know, uh, any type of uh, what we would see in like Esther, or, uh, Ezekiel, or the prophets where, let's say, a, a, a fire would come down from heaven uh, and destroy the prophets of Baal. We, we don't really see a donkey speaking and, and coming and, and stopping Balaam you know, from, from cursing the Israelites where we see in some of the other books of the Bible. In Esther, it's very different. But I believe that it's a prototype. And I want to call this a prototype of intercession. And what takes place in the book of Esther, you see, Esther who is actually named Hadassah. Esther is called to go and be in the king's palace and come before the king's presence on behalf of the people. You see, there's several key players in this story. You have Mordecai, Esther's uncle. You have Esther, who is Hadassah, who is unnaturally born to the citizenship of Persia. You hit. You have uh, King uh, uh, Ahasuerus, who is the king of Persia, and then you have Haman, which Scripture literally says in the book of Esther, Haman is the enemy and the adversary. This is literally the very same verbiage used for Satan or Hasatan, the adversary, the enemy. You see, Esther is a picture of the bride of Christ coming before the king on behalf of the people. And I want you to take a journey with me, going through the book of Esther, to get a good picture and a good understanding of what I call the protocol 
of intercession, the protocol of intercession for the church to go before the king on behalf of the church. I believe that the times that we're living in right now, it is so imperative for the church to understand intercession, for the church to understand what it means to go before the king of kings and lord of lords in the inner court, in the holy of holies, and intercede for a people who have no idea that they're almost prepared for destruction. You see, the Israelites during this time, the Jewish people, the Jewish people were living their lives in a foreign land. They were living their lives as strangers in a foreign land. And the New Testament tells us very clearly that the church, that the bride of Christ, that we are strangers in a foreign land, but our citizenship is in heaven. And therefore, just as we are told in the book of Ephesians, that we are seated in the heavenly realms, that we need to go before the Father, We need to go before him in weeping and in wailing and in anguish, beseeching for the people of God, calling for fasting and repentance, just as Mordecai called, just as Esther called for the people, the Jewish people in a foreign land, that they might be saved, that they might be restored and put into a position of authority. Yes, Right now, especially in our very own nation of the United States, we need people in positions of authority that are fearful of God, that are in a holy reverence to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And it is up to the Bride of Christ, it is up to the Church, to enter into the Holy of Holies and to intercede for the Church, intercede for the nations, intercede for the people in a foreign land, that God may hear, He may look down, and He may robe us and give us crowns of righteousness and put us in positions where we can affect the entire land for the kingdom of God. So take a journey with me, and I know that you will be greatly encouraged. This is just the introduction. There's going to be a series leading up to Purim at the end of the month. And if you have questions, if you have comments, I suggest that you give us an email Give us a comment below here on this video. And I just bless you with the blessing of shalom, of peace. And Messiah Jesus, may you be greatly encouraged by this study. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast of Strength for the Hour. Our hope is that you have received rest, revelation, edification, sanctification, and truth. To learn more about this ministry and to be further strengthened in your faith, you can visit us at our website, www.fruitofthevine.wix.com forward slash fruit of the vine. There you'll find a link to our Facebook and YouTube. If you'd like to send us a letter, please write to Fruit of the Vine Ministries, P.O. Box 222, Louisville, Ohio, 44641. And for a final word of encouragement, here again is John Davidson. Thanks, Alex. You know, God anointed the New Testament writers and the Holy Spirit spoke through them and says this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. 
And Jesus says this in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 8. He says, listen, I know your deeds. See, I place before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters, that the word of God was able to penetrate into our hearts today and that the Lord gave us strength through his message as he spoke the word through his word by his Holy Spirit to you where you're at in your home and in your atmosphere. So I just thank you so much for taking your time and listening to the Word of God with us today. We hope that you've been blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by the Word of God. So thank you so much. God bless you and keep you in His perfect peace. In Jesus' mighty name, Shalom. Shalom.